Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. Good news and bad news. What's that? I'll go uh, first with the bad news. Uh, we're a little bit late with the release of It's All Connected Episode 40. That's... Good news. It's a very special Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> <laughs> we need that Charlie Brown piano uh, background music for this show. I, You know what? Right. I might find that if you hear so if you're hearing it now i've done a good job of editing mission I, I think i have it it's in the dropbox as we speak well welcome back gentlemen yes yes thank you for uh having us it's been nice we and that's all for this evening <laughs> we we meant to record on time and then as things started popping up and we got later and later we realized hey there's no agents of shield episode this week anyway and normally when we do that we we decide we're going to get the episode out on time we got a break the day after we record there's some massive news that comes out so we thought we would beat it to the punch and wait a little bit and so uh and sure enough, the day after we would have recorded, there was some some yes, news. Some, came some out. news. Uh, so I'm sure tomorrow will be a huge announcement. Uh, if you're listening to this, you'll have already heard it by now. It could be the Star Wars trailer has leaked online, which really doesn't affect us. Although Bobby Morse did wear a Star Wars T-shirt, she did. It is all connected. It is indeed. What is the news that we have? There's a little bit of news. No, not not much. Um, so it looks like Jeffrey Bell, one of the executive producers of Agents of Shield, pretty much confirmed the world's, I guess the world's not biggest secret, and that the Blue Man is a Cree. Not the Blue Man from the Blue Man Group, but the Blue Man from yeah. the TV show. Yeah, and like I said, we we all pretty much. At this point, I assume that's what it was. In fact, the way he said it, he wasn't even really confirming it. He just said it like we already knew anyway. It's just part of the conversation. Yeah. So, but it, it, but it was still an official statement that said, "Yep, it's Cree serum. That's what that's running through their veins." And let's move on. Yes. Uh, the only other real news there's been is it looks like we may be getting closer to a Jessica Jones casting announcement for the Netflix series, that which is the second one. In line, so yeah, it sounds like they have some four act four actresses I think lined up for Jessica Jones, and actually a couple actors for Luke Cage as well. Yeah, yeah. So on the Jessica Jones side, it looks like Chris Kristen Ritter, who if you've watched uh, Breaking Bad, she was Jesse's girlfriend for a brief hot minute in Breaking Bad. Uh, she was in the the I guess it had one season. Uh, Don't trust the bee in Apartment Twenty Three or whatever, uh, which is available on Netflix, by the way. I've not seen it, uh, and 
Alexandra Daddario, Teresa Palmer, and Jessica DeGal, which I am familiar with none of them. Yeah, I have no. I I I did know Kristen Ritter, but that's uh, See, about it. one of them has a heritage with uh, True Blood, I think. Uh, I think that's DeGal, but I could be wrong. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra Daddario. It looks like she was in the Percy Jackson movie. So I don't. Uh, if you're a fan of the Percy Jackson film series, uh, she was in those, and she was in True Detective. Lisa Tragnetti. I'm not sure who she was. Doesn't. Ooh, ring. she wasn't the perhaps young lady that Woody Harrelson's character was having an affair with. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Which that would be. That'd be fan. It, she was. Yes, you are correct, sir. I vote for her. Me too. Unequivocally. Well, that's settled then, so we can announce the casting now? We can. We should. Um, so on the Luke Cage side, it looks like Lance Gross and Michael Coulter. Oh, we got three. Uh, Lance Gross, Michael Coulter, and Cleo Anthony. Okay, now none of them are the Old Spice guy, right? No. No. And none of them are Michael Jai White, so fail. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it looks like he Luke Cage is going to appear in six to seven episodes of Jessica Jones. That's that should be expected. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, which is interesting because I guess Iron Fist is the third series, and then Luke Cage is the fourth. So that'll be kind of neat. Cool. Kinda... I'd be I would not be surprised then if we saw um, Luke Cage in the Iron Fist series as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised with that either, or or the other way around. Right. Uh, but that's It'd be cool if they kind of. Handed off to each other. Yes. You know, like if, if if Luke Cage came in at the end of Jessica Jones and then sort of went right into the Luke Cage series and then Iron Fist showed up at the end of the Luke Cage series and so on and so forth. Yes. But all good stuff. I, I don't see Kristen Ritter as the Jessica Jones type. That's just me. I don't, I don't know. She's just a little too... Fragile looking, if that's the right term. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. I don't have a lot of um, really anything invested in these characters. I know who they all are. Probably know Iron Fist or Daredevil the most of all of them. I'm very unfamiliar with uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, other than what I may have read in things like New Avengers or other other ones like that. So uh, I'm I'm up for anything. Cool. We want to remind everyone uh, to head over to patreon.com slash it's all connected and check out our Patreon campaign that we have for it's all connected. Uh, if you like what we do and you want to kind of prescribe to the value for value model that a lot of podcasts uh, prescribe to as well, um, you can chip in a few pennies here and there on our Patreon site um, and become a supporter of the show, which would greatly, greatly appreciate. Um, no contribution is too small. So if you want to contribute 25 cents per episode, uh, you won't be billed. Patreon doesn't bill out until increments hit above a dollar. Um, and like we mentioned last time, you can set a dollar maximum level um, per month so we can't just spam out a bunch of episodes and leave you uh, holding the bag, as it were. So uh, we like to thank everyone for 
supporting us, supporting the podcast, like we mentioned before as well. The podcast will always be free. We are not charging for the podcast. Uh, it's just a way for, if you like what we do, throw us a few pennies, um, help us out with hosting and equipment costs and things like that. We've got a couple stretch goals up over there. So head to it's all uh, patreon.com slash it's all connected. Please and thank you. Things we bury. This was another home run of an episode for me. I, I think I watched it at least three, four times since it aired. There's a lot going on in this episode. There's a lot, there's a lot going on here, yeah. Yes, I was just about to say, I'm glad the Agent Carter cameo, which may, you know, draw some extra eyeballs to the screens. I'm glad it was showcased in a strong episode. And uh, these little flashbacks to Agent Carter, they fit really well. They never seem forced. You know, they really blend with the story. They're, they're finding cool ways to incorporate that. And especially since they're in an old SSR facility, it, it really adds to it, you know? Yeah. You... Not only that, I'm wondering if this base will be the headquarters of the new S.H.I.E.L.D. in Agent Carter. Because uh, I think they've pretty much said that she, she you know, based a lot of stuff out of there. Um, I don't think I don't think Whitehall was was held at that facility, but uh, I I was wondering about watching it is are they going to basically reuse the same set from a practical standpoint, but from a continuity standpoint, you know Coulson's shield is in the same base as Carter's shield. That would be cool. Now, now that doesn't necessarily well it it, it could be written in a couple of ways because we also know of the the uh, the shield base at uh, 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 at the camp. Where uh, Camp Lehigh, where Steve they, they found they found uh, uh, what's his name Armanzola, Armanzola yes so uh, that was was a shield base but that may not have been the original. A lot could have happened in a couple in those years. Yes, we saw we finally got the identity of Sky's mother. I'm assuming that this is Sky's mother. Yep, we don't have a name, but we have. Uh, and I like the way it was revealed in the tag. Um, I like the way they did all that. And I and I actually wasn't really expecting her to end up being Sky's Sky's mother, uh, but the way they uh, they did that, it worked. It worked well. For yeah, me. I thought it was a little too. I thought it was like a red herring, almost like a little too on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but well, what now? I'm wondering though, if you look how she did not age in for, in what was it, forty some years. Right. Because it was 1989, so it was 1989 when Sky's father found her body, her his her mother's body. He very much did age in those 25 years. So yes. now I'm wondering. This whole time we've been thinking that Kyle McLeod's character is himself a something, an inhuman, a Kree, an alien, whatever. I'm wondering if he's not just a human, a normal man who's just gone off the deep end because of what happened to the love of his life. I think so, and I, I think they set it up to put us down that path in the finale of last season when you know we saw that person in the chair yeah with, yeah with all that blood or liquid or whatever dripping down and and all that but yeah i th i think he's just a regular joe and um yeah sky's mother is the is the oh4 which will be interesting to see what she what she really is but uh, she's played by Dykin Lockman who uh John you and i are both fans of dollhouse she was one of the dolls in dollhouse Yes. One of the lead characters in that show. So, again, another sure. uh, Whedon alum back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Reed Diamond was a Dollhouse alum? No. 
No. No, he's a Whedon-alum. I know somewhere there's another connection, I thought. I don't think he's a Whedon-alum. He's been he's done a ton of TV. I mean, just a ton of TV. Um, I always remember him uh, being Terry from The Shield. Uh, that's where I know him most famously for. Gotcha. I do like the Whitehall backstory. Yeah, that was, um, that was, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I enjoyed his imprisonment and the sort of, that moment where they break him out. You know, you could imagine that that was like exactly when Winter Soldier was going down, you know? No, that was 89. Or, okay, no, that, well. that was, that was, that was First Avenger. Um, al- although, <coughs> excuse me, the timing, I'm not sure where it is. I mean, I guess it takes some time for things to to happen, but the, the scene that we saw with when he found the woman was about to operate on her, on her, however, it seemed to me like he not only gets word about the red skull, but that's when shield shows up, which is what happened in the premiere of the, se- the season premiere when they found, they came, they got everything boxed up. So, it wasn't like they just got word that Red Skull was killed because of the events of the First Avenger. It just may have taken that long for word to get to them. It just so happened that she was now on their doorstep right. too. Um, but yeah, with the bit, I I took it as the bit where they broke him out of prison as an old man, as that was when Pierce took oh, over. Yeah. As well, that was that was nineteen eighty nine. That would have been eighty eight eighty nine. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that's when Pierce kind of rose to ascendancy in S.H.I.E.L.D. as the executive director or whatever you want to call it. He was called undersecretary yes. then. And he was, he, and is that what he was in? Uh, they called him Secretary Pierce. In, he called him Secretary yeah. Pierce. So he at least was to a point where he could make that call with little to no um, backlash against him where he had enough cover that he could pull that right. off. Because at first, John, I thought, like you did, I thought, oh, this is the, the moment in in Winter Soldier and they're and they're busting him out and then I was like no this is 1989 so it's yep. a little backward but it was it was yeah no it was a great use of the tie-in great use of of Pierce's name and as soon as they said you know Secretary Pierce Secretary Pierce took pity on him uh, so clearly they knew he was there the whole time obviously but just the way the other guard kind of like you know bent over and whispered the Hail Hydra was just like I, I actually got chills as like you know. The the conspiracy is happening right right in front of us. It's it's good to see those those movements were happening, uh, even then. The other thing we learned um, later on with when when Ward get finally gets hooked up with uh, Whitehall, he he makes a reference that Strucker's overseas, so you're running the show yep. here. Um, and so so again it ties into the bigger picture, but basically puts that yes, Whitehall is the uh, big man on campus in the United States apparently. So. Very, very much in a position of power of the Hydra chain. And I like the time passage thing in the cell, you know, where they showed, you know, just a, just a great way to just fast forward and show him, you know, how his cell changed very little, honestly, in the time he was imprisoned and just that he got older. Um, again, I wasn't expecting that. I just assumed that he was one of those, that there was something, <clears throat> that there was something mystical about him that kept him young all these years. Uh, and so right. it was kind of cool to see no, that that's what I thought was cool was when we saw him old in 1989, we're like, okay, well, we know he's, you know, relatively the same age as he was in the forties. Uh, that was a, that was a cool twist. 
Yeah, I like the little, you know, just watching the books appear on a shelf as the years go by. and Yeah. You know, yeah. Equipment being replaced, things like that. The Playing sink, the toilet, all that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I guess one of the other big stories in this episode was, and we'll get back to the to the ending at the at the end, uh, was the the Grant Ward story. Yeah, yeah. All the props we saw in the uh, hotel room certainly got used. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got the message loud and clear. Obviously, you know they decided to to reveal what actually happened on the newscast. I guess in yeah in the background, right? Um, it's it's amazing to me that the conversation on the internet, some of the places on the internet, is still about Ward's possible redemption. <laughs> now the man has killed his parents and brother. Yep, and set up his brother for the whole thing so i don't know i mean did they not drive the the impact of what he's done home enough by sort of playing it in the background or no it was very subtle i agree but it it certainly wasn't lost on me and and i'm not expecting me i mean i know the the internet might be saying something else but i'm i'm not looking for or expect to see a an actual redemption but i still maintain he the enemy of my enemy is my friend and he will be serving shield in his own way that's probably a strong way of saying it but he will be his loyalties are not to hydra they may not be to colson but they certainly are to sky and and that's the, that's how he will be useful to shield doesn't mean he'll be redeemed doesn't mean he'll be uh they'll be he'll be useful enough that they'll accept whatever he gives them even though they're not going to he's not a trusted operative now, do you do you guys think there's any way that they're that his brother and his parents aren't really dead, and that this was just a misdirection? I guess no. it's possible. I I don't think so. I think that's exactly what it was. Interesting, because I after when I got to the end of the episode, I was like, well, maybe this is all just like misdirection that he's keeping them it, hidden for some reason, but the the parents thing was what is what was interesting i mean the whole the whole thing was really cool because you know one of the things we've been going back and forth with is who's the liar like who's the sociopath psychopath uh and i think in the end we found out that it's both of them uh but the fact that that his brother admitted to the fact that you know the reason he forced grant to throw the other the youngest brother down the well was that basically he the youngest brother was the one that didn't get abused uh, which I thought was just kind of fascinating. Right. And that could have even been, it seemed the way they played that scene, that it could have just been his brother, like, giving up. Like, he had to say it at that point. You know, like, he right. wasn't. Oh, it was. He was getting down, he was getting thrown down the well if he didn't just cop to it, which might not have even really been the case. Right. Now, I think they were cleaning up some storylines, and now we can move on with the the more direct shield versus Hydra story. And now we can get all this other nonsense out of the way. Now that's kind of how I looked at it. They're cleaning up that loose end, basically closing the loop on, on the brother. And now they can move on. Um, and we're back with basically shield Hydra in humans and, uh, the army Talbot, you know, that's, that's the four, four factions I see, right? Yeah. Now. Cause that's we- funny that you, that you, I'm sorry, uh, Russ, that's funny that you put it that way, Ken, because, one of my thoughts in the, these last few episodes, 
I feel like they're running towards something. Like we, it's almost like we got to get to point X because Y and Z are coming up on us. Whether it be Ultron, you know, or whatever's going on. It just feels like all of a sudden it's like this breakneck pace. Like we got to get this in place and this in place and get this other stuff behind us because on this date is this. It's almost the opposite of last season. Last season... You know, they really wanted to say the word Hydra, but they couldn't. So we just dragged it on and on and on, you know, 20 some episodes before they finally could, you know, you know whatever, 17 episodes before they could finally say Hydra. And it hurt them. Now here, maybe you're right. Maybe they do have a lot of ground they want to cover. They need to get them to the city, do whatever, do this. And so they can be lined up with something else. It's it's possible, I guess. Um, I really want to believe what with... Uh, Ultron coming out relatively late in the season, like, what, three episodes left, I think we looked at the calendar, that it's not going to have that much direct impact, but um, I just think they have a big story they want to tell this season with uh, with wherever they're going. And we keep saying Inhumans, I keep saying Inhumans and uh, Kree, but whatever it is, I think they just want to clean up some of these plot threads from last season, uh, Get where they need to go so they can really focus on that. And and I, I don't know if we want to say this for, for spoilers, but I'll say this very little piece. There's another news article that basically simply said big changes are coming. And this show certainly has had a few of those moments where, you know, it tipped, tipped the world on its head. And I think we're definitely looking at uh, another one of those in, in this next episode. As a, as a quick aside, did either of you guys watch the most recent episode of The Walking Dead? Maximiliano Hernandez was on that episode, and uh, there's a moment, uh, for those of you that don't know, he played Agent Jasper Sitwell, both on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in the Avengers, in Thor, bastard, and yeah, and Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Uh, and he has a moment in, I won't spoil it, obviously, for for those that that watch The Walking Dead, but anyway, there's a moment in there where uh, he easily could have whispered or said, Hail Hydra, before something happened, Uh, (laughs) and it was really fantastic, so... I'm I'm waiting for the meme. I know it's somebody's got to put it out there. Like it's I've, I'm shocked that it hasn't happened already. Yeah, the people who don't watch who watch The Walking Dead don't really watch uh, Shield or Marvel, so they're too sophisticated <laughs> for such things. Yes. Michael Rooker watches both. Yeah, he does. Like <laughs> the line is up on my console. <laughs> Oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite lines from the episode um uh was the interaction between uh Sky and Coulson and uh, I'll I'll just I'll just read the exchange um and I'm I'm looking at the quote from IMDb just cuz I couldn't remember all of it but the the part that that I I could isn't the important part. Uh Sky says, "You didn't want to crack him yourself?" and uh Coulson says, "Bobby is as good as they come. My job now is to keep an eye on the big picture." Sky says, and you found something to chase? And Coulson says, Fury. I've been thinking a lot about what made him such a good director. His communication skills, flawed. But he could see, he could see five steps ahead, which for a one-eyed man is impressive. <laughs> yeah. I like that a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Again, just... I liked when uh, Coulson asks the doctor, who I guess is uh, Sky's father. He's still the doctor, right? We don't have a name or, or anything. Right. Yeah, no, we don't. Colson says, what are we talking about, Tesseract-level power? 
And he says, sure. Sure. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was the, the I guess the next uh, part where they, they, where we t- look at the, the siege and uh, Trip gets shot. Yeah. And yeah. It, it turns out everybody's converging on the city. Like everybody, you know, the, that, that's kind of the big thing now is, is where's the city and they need to find the city. Yeah, it's actually kind of not frustrating, but just, you know, I don't know if it's convenient or just whatever, but both sides, Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D., found out about the city at the same time, certainly through different methods. Um, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. through figuring out the, the symbols and Hydra because, you know, the doctor knows where the, knows about the city. Uh, but now, of course, now they're on the same path and, you know, they had the same idea. But, but I just want to say something about Kyle McLaughlin. The the only word that I have for any scene he's in, as as odd as this word probably is for his performance, is delightful. I just he he just chews up every scene he's in yeah. with his crazy, and he just does it so well. Like his whole interaction with with Coulson, everything from like the scene you just talked about with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what that is, or or he's saying the way he said his name. It's like you know. You know, let's keep our heads filled with whatever. It's like, oh, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm, I'm not supposed to know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the whole thing. He just does the crazy so well. Similar and to what Bill Paxton did for me. You know, you know what? Season. This is better than Paxton. Paxton, he he did it for me. He was more over the top with it. This, this is like just the right level of, like Paxton was like, more. it felt more showy was than, than, this, than this does. Paxton was Paxton, yeah. You know this. There, there's. You can, he. I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't know there's evil behind his eyes, but it's definitely focused, and and um, passionate. It, it's like he has the like one part genius, one part crazy, one part psychopath, you know, one part sociopath. It's it's like he's yeah. got a little bit of everything going on that just makes him and 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 a little bit of quirky thrown in there too. You know, he's just Yeah, see Paxton had the ambition, but I don't think he had I think you know, I think he knew, I think the genius side, the the thoughtfulness Paxton was missing. He he had the ambition and that certainly drove him in the direction it went. And it really as Colson said kicked it up a notch once he got the serum. But but this is this is something different. And it's just I I love watching every moment he's on. You know, it's like, I wish you knew. I wish you'd tell me when we're having a meeting. I would have freshened up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did. I didn't think that Trip was gonna die either, and I'm, I'm glad that he didn't. But I, I didn't yeah. get that impression either. But it was just a really cool exchange. How, uh, you know, they they had to work together and not really know it, and then you know, secretly, uh, the doctor was being. He, you know, he wasn't just helping him. He nicked his artery on purpose so that Coulson would have oh, to yeah. hold it. You know, while they, you know, they made the getaway. So, yeah, uh, that made the promo more frustrating, though, because they make a big deal. Like, you know, it may cost one agent his life. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I've yeah, learned to turn that like, off. You know, I'm, I know I'm kind of disappointed in what they've done with or haven't done with Trip and Mac for that fact. Like Trip really has done nothing this season except throw in a couple of funny one liners here and there. And it seems like so lazy for him to be the guy that gets clipped. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. But Mac, however, something's going to go on oh, with him. But if I hope his new role is not to ask if Colson's going crazy every episode. Well, no, think, think about this for though. And I think it's, I think I hope it's going to go somewhere because we have, 
talked about and I've applauded how he's the only one who can talk to Fitz because he doesn't know how Fitz was before. So he's able to understand Fitz or get to know Fitz in, in the way he is now. Now that exact same point of view is flipped on the other direction, the other side. Everybody else trusts Colson because they know what he is. They know where he's at. They know what's going on. Mac only knows this Colson now. He only knows how this guy suddenly went nuts on them and he can't trust them. You know, so now is he going to start, you know, being distrusted of Colson to the point where he is he going to betray Colson and therefore the rest of the team because he thinks he's going to do some do the right thing trying to help everybody. That that could really pay off, I think, if they do that right. That makes a lot of sense, and uh, hopefully, it works out well that way. I, you know, last show we talked about how happy we were that this is the way they're going to wrap up Colson being crazy and move on. And apparently, you know, unless they're going to make Mac totally just paranoid about Colson and having no backing for it, you know, it looks like he is going to be crazy still in some way, right? Yeah, I I really like the fit stuff in this episode, too. You know, we said there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, the other part of this was Coulson and his crazy, uh, you know, you go here and ask this person for this. You go here and you ask that person for that. And then, Fitz, you have to put this together in seven minutes or we're basically all going to die. And it was really cool that we saw Fitz doing it. And he was using just the, you know, he said, oh, I've only got the one hand. And he's using the hand and he you know, keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And then, you know, when they get to the end, um, you know, Colson says, well, you, you know, I, I forget how the exchange went, but it was something like, what have you got it down to? And I think he said nine minutes. And he said like seven minutes, seven something. Yeah, he had to do it under six. Right. And he said either way, it wasn't good. He enough. said it wasn't good enough. He said, that's OK, because that was with my bad hand. And I was like, that was cool. Um, yeah. So, again, Fitz continuing to, uh, I guess, improve is the right word, but but. Adapt. Ad- yeah, adapt. And it's not... I-, I was really worried at the beginning of the season that it was going to be the, um, uh, you know, really challenged fits that we we're going to have to... that, that, that they're going to make such a big deal of it. Um, and I guess the brain's ability to rewire itself, you know, naturally. I mean, I, 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 at a personal level, I see it. I see it all the time. Um uh, but, but to see that, you know, to see them do that with Fitz, I think is, I think is really cool. So, uh, you know, I'm curious to see where they're going to go. I think at this point we're all pretty well convinced that they're going to use the, the brain machine to do either, either restore a backup or to fix him or yeah. something. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do with Fitz and if he gets completely back to normal or if it's going to be somewhere in between or, you know, or what, but, uh, I, I was really concerned that I would, that that was going to get old quick, uh, and it, and it hasn't. And then speaking of, you know, he makes a, uh, Colson makes a point of saying how Fury was five steps ahead and the way he put together that those two pieces of, of equipment would be in good enough proximity when those two military officers, you know, shook hands, uh, and that would cause a mini EMP to go off. I, again, I just, I just, I like that Colson. I like, I like when he's, you know, when he's just spitting off, you know, dialogue like that and, and just kind of. But that, and, and that's exactly the kind of operation that Fury would do. Yes. Yes. Five steps ahead. I mean, these two seemingly unrelated things, uh, come together perfectly. And that's exactly a Fury move. Yeah. And, and again, just the delivery when Colson was telling him to go, 
when they were in Hawaii and it's like, oh, go see this person that, you know, fixes shoes and, you know, and then give this one the watch and tell him this. And it was just like, it seemed like utter nonsense to, you know, to them listening. And it, and it turned out to be this, this very crazy calculated plan. We got a little uh, Bobby and Hunter action going on this this episode too. Yes, quote action. <laughs> yeah, but the big the big thing we came out of that was, um, I think I think Hunter's um, thing, like you know she she's got she's got an opera and she's got something running and she needs back she's going to need support. Um, so what's she really doing? Is she she she's there's something going on with her? You know, uh, uh, that's a, kind of the big story point I pulled out of that was uh, she's she's definitely got a, a, a motive in there, and we don't know what that is. Yeah. And I don't know that it's necessarily related to what you're talking about, Ken, but there was that throwaway line by Simmons also about anybody who was in Hydra could have been brainwashed, and then she's like, oh, like meaning herself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But it makes you wonder, like, if they're going to, if there's still a few twists left in them. Like sleeper agents that can be activated, or mm, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's a little cliched, but it, yeah. again, it depends on how they do it. I feel like we've done that. You know, that was the end of season one, and and this is headed to a different place. But uh, we shall see. I like uh, Simmons being all fangirlish over Peggy Carter. That was that was yes, funny. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which which just I found odd going back to Winter Soldier, where Black Widow was like, "Who's who's the girl?" Yeah. Didn't didn't know who she was. So I mean, different people. So I mean, I guess, but still, the founder of Shield. You think you know you'd know that? Yeah. Uh, but everybody, it seemed but like it, in this episode, everybody got a moment to shine. Um, yep. Except maybe May. Like I don't. I mean, May seemed a little muted this episode. I think they're spinning a lot of plates, and I think it. You know, while while it gives you a good fast paced episode, and they're covering ground and new things are happening. You know, you kind of can't get enough of any particular character because they're bouncing around so much, giving you a little bit of every character. Sure. Yeah. And I think we'll get, I think even somewhat similar. I guess it was last season. I guess, well, I guess I guess it was earlier. This I I expect a May centric episode at some point this season. I mean, we got the the Colson yeah the face off yeah, yeah we got the Colson May thing. Um, but I expect kind of like we got an episode talking about Grant Ward's past. Somehow, I think we're gonna get some sort of May centric episode. I mean, we know her mom is still at play somewhere. She's somebody powerful, obviously. A, it appeared almost like a senator, congressman type, but that would maybe be a little too close to, to Ward's father. But again, that, that might be another thing that would have tied them together initially. But uh, she's she's obviously somebody important, and I think still at play. Right. You know, I think going back to Pay Carter and put her actual interrogation of Whitehall, um, dovetailing with Whitehall's conversation with, uh, with the doctor um, about the aliens, the blue angels who came to Earth to conquer us uh, or to help us or conquer us or end us, if that's what the true translation was supposed to be. Um, again, talking about the Kree, arriving to Earth, looking for or establishing the city, see, you know, all that. It's it's definitely pointing towards towards uh, Inhumans uh, more and more, which, as we all know, has already been identified as a movie in, what, 2018? 
17. 17. So we're two years, two and a half years out from them. The Inhumans being in a movie. So that's almost three years to the day. It's a November 2017. It's a November. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, so that's three years. So that's still, you know, potentially, you know, the rest of this and two more seasons of Shield to work our way through. Yep. Where does this is a, I guess, a question as much as of a statement. Uh, where does Reyna fit in to this? Where is she now? Is she in Shield custody, or is she let no. loose but has a tracker on her? Yeah, I think she's still in play, but yeah, it it, it that's really interesting because she's kind of she's definitely on the outs with Hydra now that the Doctor has kind of gone rogue and or at least is working with Hydra. Uh, you know, she's definitely not government. She's definitely not Shield. I, it's almost like she's just kind of her own her own person. I wonder if if it's not going to lead to like the the fifth, maybe even uh, you know like a fifth grouping where. She right. unites um, the the you know the the previous uh, detainees like Graviton and Quill or Quinn and oh, Quinn. you know some of the other ones. Yeah, I don't know, but that may maybe. But let's see, she was aligned with the Doctor. She was able to touch the the Obelisk, the Diviner. Um, so that puts her in line with Sky's mother. Potentially, is she an Inhuman or has that? That that gene line, gene, you know, um, that heritage. So there's a lot of to play with her, but yet she basically just disappeared. I, I believe Hunter injected her with a tracker of some type, so they know where she is, where they can keep an eye on her. Uh, but she's gone. She's she's in the wind right she's now. She's like persona non grata. I mean, she really doesn't have any friends at this point. Uh, you know, except her own. So that's why I wonder if if right. if if Quinn's not going to come back into play and, you know, some of the other misfits. Yeah. I wonder if they really know, you know, if there's a plan for her. She seemed like so important in the storyline that didn't matter in the beginning of season one, you know, the whole centipede. Right, right. I, I wonder, you know. Well, that all came together, I was to, to, to the culmination of everything. But so yeah, she may still come back to this, but a lot of it still feels like like we did with with Ward's brother wrapping up loose ends from season one so we can truly move on with the next phase of this season. And the season definitely feels like it's gonna have three acts, and that's finding the city or whatever we're gonna happen in this next episode is gonna be the close of this first act. And that's that's not a very an uncommon Whedon thing to do, like with what they may do with a Reina character, like they did in Buffy. You know, where you had Spike yeah. kind of float in and float out and some of those other um I forget who the the girl that ended up showing up. Uh she became the secretary in Angel. I forget her name. Oh, the internet's yeah, yeah. yelling at me right now. Cordelia. Cordelia. No, not Cordelia, but she when they when they went to Wolfram and Hart when they basically took over oh, the blonde haired yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just these yeah, characters. Harmony. Yes, Harmony, yes. Um characters that kind of take off for a while. Um and then come back and Sp uh, Drusilla, like Spike's um, yep. girlfriend or whatever. So I could see Raina maybe filling that, you know, typical Whedon archetype of the character that just kind of floats in and out, you know. Yeah, the only thing about that is is that even though he's certainly influenced by his brother, this isn't Joss, it's still Jed. Sure. And others. So it's, it's, it's yeah, he still plays to the same formula, but 
it's not a guarantee either. True. And I just want to point that out there because you know we keep saying Whedon, 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 but it's it's not a guarantee that it's 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 not as reliable to go to as it could be. True. No, nobody's died yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Only guest yeah. stars. Guest stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still say she's out there somewhere. I have hope Lucy Lawless will return. Yeah. All right. Um, just trying to think if there's anything we need to hit that we didn't. Um, I I think no. we pretty much covered it all. Do we want to do ratings and then talk and do some Facebook comments? Yeah, I'll do a three. I'm I'm gonna go four point five only because um we've been hitting so high I can't go any higher so uh it, it's I need to reset the bar a little lower not because it's bad but because um I'll hit five point six pretty soon if we keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a little lower. I think I'm a four two five, better than my four episodes, but not as good maybe as. I think the part that's bugging me is what I've mentioned about Trip and Mac. I don't know. I just don't like... It seems like there were a lot of characters this episode that didn't need to be in it. And they're sort of just like finding quick little ways to include them rather than really flesh them out. Um, but it's still good. I, I like where it's going. I'm glad we're going to... It looks like we're going to get to the city and, and all that stuff sooner than later, which is really cool. I give it a 4.25 as well. I, I Again, just uh, better than average, um, or be- better than really, really solid. So uh, I'm, I've been, again, the season, kind of universally, it's it's been regarded as, as, as a step up. I mean, you know, I just listen to other podcasts and talk to other people, and they all say the same thing, that, you know, it's really, you know, back in full force. Uh, so I think the ratings ticked up a, a tenth. Um, this episode, as you know, we haven't really talked much about the ratings the last few episodes, and that's mainly because they've pretty much been hovering around where they are. It's, you know, 1.5 to 1.7. Um, the plus sevens, you know, are pretty much where they're, you know, you know, pretty good bump on the plus seven, bump on the plus three. I think at this point, this show has the audience that it has. Um, and, you know, it may fluctuate a little bit, you know, fluctuate down, fluctuate up. Um, but I, I also think that the audience for this show is just not a live TV viewing audience. I just, I just think the demographic just doesn't fit I with that. Most shows with, these days. Right, really. right. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I think unless there's a really big delta in the ratings, you know, one way or the other, I don't think we're going to really spend too much time moving forward on the ratings because it's kind of, you know, same old song and dance. And I think to Ken's point that he's made, not tonight, but many other times that we've spoken about the ratings, it's second for the night. Yeah. So, you know, in the in the time slot. So it's not bad. It's not, do you know, it's whatever that NCIS or whatever the hell it is, is uh, not NCIS. Yeah, uh, NCIS. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine, New Orleans. NCIS. That's kicking everybody's butt. And, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. is number two. And that one show, I think it was called Marry Me or something, that passed it like maybe for a week, is third. So there's really not much to talk about, like you said. Indeed. So do we want to do Facebook comments? Sure. So we had some. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so we had some Facebook comments. Uh, and so Drew uh, gave it. Gave this episode 4.5 out of 5 Inhuman Cities. 
Our, <laughs> our newest and prettiest agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. was stating the obvious a little too much with the post-interrogation conversation. Otherwise, an excellent episode, keeping the season going to full flash. Yes. Victor said, is that mole in the middle of Mockingbird's face really so hard to cover up? Oh, Victor, <laughs> you're so harsh you on know, Adrian Palicki. I, I, yeah, every everything I've seen her in, that's that's right there, and I don't. That's as much a part of her character, her personality, and her as an actress as anything. So, I wasn't really looking at that anyway. I think I can live with it. I yeah. can as well. Um, our podcasting buddy Jim Dietz uh, asked, if, "Is Kyle McLaughlin Maximus the Mad?" Uh, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I think maybe before this episode, I would have thought so, but I think Ken, I'm kind of in your camp now that he's just a regular human. Um, just because he's aging. And don't you need, assuming that the in their plan with the Inhumans is to make a billion dollars and make Inhumans 2 and Inhumans 3. Assuming, I mean, at this point of the yeah, game... You're not you, going to use anybody important. Right. You're not going to use the, what right. is he, the father or the brother of uh, Black Bolt? The brother, brother. right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, we've heard that, and I even subscribed to this for a little while, that maybe Sky would be Crystal. Again, like, if you're, you have to save those. These movies don't even come out for two years, and you're probably going to want to make three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're a good year and a half away from any kind of casting announcement. I mean, movie comes out in 2017. They'll probably start filming it early, because it's an end of 2017, so it figures filming early 2016. Uh, we may get a casting announcement around this time next year, but probably maybe early 2016. Uh, so yeah, way too long. And they made a point. We didn't, we didn't, we kind of glossed over this a little bit uh, in the episode before we gave a ratings, but the very end of the episode, we find that the way Daniel Whitehall uh, de-aged himself was by harvesting the organs of Sky's mother. Oh yeah. And that whole scene, that whole sequence was for, for a, a primetime slot of a show. That was pretty, pretty graphic. Yeah. And you know, it was impressive, actually. Yeah. But the interesting thing was when they show Kyle McLaughlin in 1989 coming across her body, they obviously digitally de-aged him. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that as much as I No, they just used old footage from Twin Peaks and threw that in. <laughs> hey, the timing would be right, 89, right? Uh, pretty close, yeah, about a year off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ken, this is your cue. For the is it, is it too much to ask rant that you well did before you know we yeah offline before recording I I was saying it would it be too much to ask to give me Kyle McLaughlin in a Hydra camp just drinking a cup of coffee and tell me tell Whitehall anybody that that's some damn fine coffee and that, a piece of pie something anything it's ABC how obvious and hard is, is to not see this. It shouldn't be that difficult to give me something, some kind of Twin Peaks reference. I know there's probably only about four people watching it who would probably get that, but I'm one of them. It would be glorious. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Nothing more than that. That's a damn fine cup of coffee. I'm good. Yep. I'm done. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, so I think uh, all that said, I don't, I don't think that he's Maximus, like I said, for, for a variety of reasons. And I, I just want to say that I, uh, Jim knows the comics probably better than any of us. There are totally similarities Absolutely. and things that make sense. Daryl Taylor, another podcasting friend of ours, actually showed me a, a, a comic page of Maximus that actually looks like 
Yeah, Kyle he, McLaughlin. he really yeah. does look like him. Yeah, it, it really, that's true. But so my, you know, uneducated guess is just that they're going to need those characters down the road. Yeah, yeah, that that's the reason why I would agree it's probably not because of everything you said. It's it's too big of a name to throw into this this show. As much as I'd love to see them do that, it's it's too much too soon. And I think they want to skew a little younger. I mean, McLaughlin at this point is probably mid fifties ish, if not a little little older. Uh, you know, we're two years away from that. They want to make it a franchise. I doubt they're going to cast somebody that's going to be pushing sixty by the time the first movie comes out to be one of the headliners of a of an ongoing franchise. Um but that's ageist of me. But it's true. <laughs> um so Jason Ritter asked uh he said Kyle McLaughlin is both a doctor and a captain. Why do you think he really wants to find Sky so badly? Uh was he wearing a uniform? Is that why why do we think he's a captain? I missed I, that. I don't know. I, I yeah I couldn't I I, I didn't uh get I didn't know if that was. I couldn't tell what he was wearing. I couldn't tell what he was wearing in the flashback scene. Yeah, maybe he was had his shirt on or something. I, I didn't see any bars or anything, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. Um, I think this. It's just simple. It's his daughter. Like, you know, he lost his wife. He lost his yep. daughter. He's trying to get his daughter back. I mean, yeah, he's. I don't think there's any nefarious uh, intention. And then. Cool. He also asked, uh, what's Sky's real name? Uh, and I was going to say, yeah, like he, they made a big point of him saying that. It's not her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so what is her name? I think that means, John, to your point again, though, making that big a deal about it, it's going to be a name we're going to know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. It's gonna, it is going to be somebody we do know. It may not be as big as we as a crystal or something like that, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a name we know. That'd be interesting, for sure. I could see that mystery hanging on for a long time. Like, it's not annoying enough. It's not like, you know, how is Coulson alive? It's not that level mystery, so I could see them just letting this one hang on for a long time. Right. Uh, Anything else? Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Uh, I guess a couple mentions, uh, like we did last week, uh, that uh, our friends over at the MCUExchange.com, they have a, yes. uh, I, th- I think we mentioned this last week as well, but uh, they have a piece on the Night Nurse. Um, he has a piece up there on the Night, Nur- Night Nurse to talk about that character, uh, since it appears that that is Rosario Dawson's character that's going to be on the Daredevil show. Um but, so check out mcuexchange.com. I had mentioned previously, like, uh, when all this Inhumans talk came up, I said, they'll probably have an Inhumans blog sooner or later. Well, they already had one. So if you go to, like, the pr- their previous page posted on Halloween, uh, there's a big story on the Inhumans hype train begins now. So it's sort of a nice little 101 type thing on the history and characters in the Inhumans. Yeah, Um Something on Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and the Vision, so that was cool. Um, really, really good articles. I mean, just lots of visual reference in there too, which is cool uh, from all different eras of of comics. Uh, of course, they uh, we appreciate them posting all of our podcast episodes up on their site. Links to all our our podcast episodes as well. Uh, so it's been a nice little uh, cross promotion we got going on with those guys. Um, 
Looks like we're going to have a couple bloggers up on this site at hhwlod.com to add to some Marvel goodness. Yeah, at least uh, so far Grant is up and running, and he's going to be doing some uh, old reviews and new reviews, which is cool. You know, some new releases and some retro type stuff. And um, we have some other things in the works that maybe we'll hold off announcing until it actually comes together. But yeah, keep an eye on the site. We are making a real effort to uh, up our site game, yes, as it were. So uh, that's cool. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, you can send it to IAC at HHWLOD.com. Uh, check out the Facebook page uh, for It's All Connected. Um, you could follow the Twitter at MCU underscore podcast. The new uh, network Twitter account, HHWLOD underscore network. And uh, like we mentioned before, check out our Patreon campaign. Patreon.com slash It's All Connected. Next week... The fall finale. Ye who enter here. The fall finale. My new pet peeve. <laughs> it wasn't long before that. It was called the mid-season finale. And it wasn't long before that. It was just uh, Christmas break. <laughs> hey, finales are when people die. So we want you to think that there's a chance that someone will die. On the fall finale. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Yes. Now that TV uh, shows are twenty-two episodes instead of twenty-six episodes, they've got to they got to break it apart. Yeah. And people don't like reruns. Yeah, but that means we're only what a month away from uh, two months of Agent Carter. Yes. Yeah. Then it's pretty much a nonstop ride. I think where there's one there's a one week break in May, uh, uh, right around the time that. Uh, Age of Ultron comes out, but it's pretty much yeah. Once we hit Agent Carter, I think it's it's pretty much from from there we go straight on. So nice, good times. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this very special Thanksgiving episode of It's All Connected. Yes. Be careful at Walmart and enjoy your pie. And Try not uh, to kill your crazy uncle or your sister you only see twice a year. Yes, and if you are that crazy uncle. Maybe tone it down a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Yes, we thank all our listeners on this Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. See you. And we'll see you next time. 